Welcome to the People Chronicles and Storied Women. My name is Anna Rosengara Milch, and I am your host. I am also the author of the inspirational novel Lunch with Lucille. Lunch with Lucille is a story of how one woman's story impacted another's woman, another woman. And on Storied Women, we do the same thing. Our guest, today it's going to be Karen Nine, is going to tell us of her story so that we can learn from her lessons and her journey as well. Welcome, Karen. Thank you. Do you want to introduce yourself so I can, so everyone knows who you are? Okay. My name is Karen Nine. I live in West Lawn. I'm the uh, commander of the Women Veterans of Berks County. I also work at Berks Women in Crisis, where I'm the volunteer coordinator. And I'm also a crafter. I perform with Reading Civic Theater. I, have, I wear a lot of different hats. You, that you do, that you do. Now, okay, you know the story that, you know, there's going to be one question coming at you. What is it that you want those people who are watching us and listening to us today to take from your story? What is the one lesson that you want them to remember from our chat? The Military for Women provides um, a venue by which to grow and learn. And I think a lot of women who go in are very naive, like I was, and it provided a very big growth spurt for me. Oh. So, you know, I think that one of the things I do not know about, and I think that that's maybe a lot of women who are watching this, we really don't know that much about women in the service. Yeah. And so I heard you say initially that you're the commander of the... Women Veterans of Berks County, Women's correct. Women Veterans of Berks County. Okay, so tell me a little bit, take me back to when you made the, when were you in the service, anyway? Between January of 1974 and January of 1978. Okay, so then take me back to the <laughs> mid-70s, that, considered the Vietnam era? Correct. All right, so, and tell us about, you know, what you've learned and what this, what came out of that, and first of all, why in the world that you did enlist and what, you, okay. what were your expectations? Tell us a little bit about it. Well, I, I really wanted to go to college, but my parents, I, I always heard from my parents that we didn't have money to go to school, so I kind of washed that off the board, and I thought, well, maybe I'll become a state police officer, and then I went to them, and they said, you're too young. Go into the military and learn how to march and do all that, and then we'll talk to you when you get out. So how old are so, you? I was 18 when I went in. 18, okay. Yes, and I, when I enlisted, I enlisted with a recruiter, and he said, well, go into the administrative area. That's where you would go to be, do military policing. So I did, but I, I have learned that it's really better if you know what you want. You need to sign up under that particular job and not under a big field because that you really don't necessarily get what you want. So when you're naive, when you're young and you're 18 and you're not really uh, knowing what you want to do, you somebody else then decides for decides you. Decides yes, for you. Yes. There you go. So when I was in basic training, they did some testing for a lot of things. So I hit that box where it said security, and I thought that's what policing was, security. Well, that actually it was national security, which I wound up in, in the testing that I did was for Morse code, and for languages, and they selected me to go to more code school. So that's what I wound up doing in the Air Force. I became an electronic spy, and I learned Morse code, which is something there's not a huge field for in the civilian life. <laughs> Other than 
It, I would imagine, I mean, the, the, the transferable things would be that you had an incredible, it really expands your mind and you can uh, remember those things. I mean, I just... You you learn those you learn not yeah. only the Morse code but you a lot of th- you learn a lot of things about the national security and how important that job is to the safety and the security of our country, and the the fact that there was a top secret security clearance, and some people don't get that um, <laughs> pe- they're most, not most able <laughs> to get a top secret security clearance. So it is it's a very important job. Yeah, it sounds so now. But tell me now. So then you you how long do you spend in the service? Four years. Four years. Okay. So when you come out and you're a veteran, then what happens? Well, you try to find a job, and uh-huh. that isn't always easy. But when I got out, I I happened to be married. I got married while I was in the service. So when I got out, I was pregnant. So I finding a job and so on was a, mm-hmm. even more challenging. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I okay. did. I did have a very interesting experience though when I was in the Air Force. I uh, that was during the bicentennial years. Okay. So at that time they had a, a talent contest, and everyone was sent to a certain location depending on where you were stationed for a contest, and then winners were chosen to go to Korea. So we there were people uh, from South Korea, I'm assuming. Uh, yes, South yes, Korea. and we actually it was in Kunsan, in the base at Kunsan. So people were there from. Hawaii, um, Thailand, Taiwan, Korea, Japan, Guam. They all went to that one location for a talent contest. It was so much fun. I did not win. I I was with two (laughs) other guys, and we sang the Declaration of Independence, thinking that was suitable for the bicentennial year. Did you make it up? No. I mean, not the words, the Declaration of Independence, (laughs) but I mean, did you make the tune up? No. Is it an actual song? Yes, the Fifth Dimension had done it. Oh. And we found the the sheet music, and we performed that at the contest. Oh. So even though I we, we we weren't winners, I was asked if I would be willing to travel with a group of military personnel to go around all these bases and perform. It would be like a USO USO mm-hmm. tour, except it was all military personnel. No Bob Hope. No Bob Hope. No. <laughs> but it was really fun. It was a lot of hard work. I was one of three women who did that, and we got on a, sometimes we're on a chopper, a CH-47, and we went from base to base, got out and performed, and then put the stuff back in the chopper and moved on to the next base. Awesome. Wow-wee. I'm in awe. <laughs> I really am. I'm just in awe of that. Okay, so, that, so when, you, uh, so when your uh, enlistment is up, and you're married, and you have a child, and so you go through, you start doing, um, I'm assuming, motherhood and all those right. things that we have been, well, go, each yeah. of us, many of us have been blessed. Um, and, and then what happens? And then what, what, what is the next thing? I mean, how do you take all the experience that you have from the service and apply that in the civilian corps? How do you do that? How do you get, get into the civilian workforce? Sometimes you can't really apply some of the things. A lot of people really didn't appreciate the fact that I was a veteran mm. it didn't really matter I know a lot of jobs they they say you it's an equal opportunity employer if you're a veteran you might get more points but sometimes I don't think people really understand the value of the the military mentality there's a lot of self-discipline yes. that goes into being someone in the military and I think there's a lot to be said for that and I think also in from my era that that the work ethic that you have is really important. 
So I, I, it's a combination of things, and I, I was able to get other jobs, and I always applied myself to those jobs. I was always the person who said if something, if a ball gets dropped or someone leaves a position and no, there's nobody there to do it, I'll pick up the slack because somebody has to do it. And I think that's part of the military mentality. Yeah, Something that- has to get done. It's a team effort. You do it no matter what. Yeah, I mean, these are incredible lessons that you have learned, you know, and you learned them really early, you know, by being in the service. And you were probably one of those really unique women who were in the service who were, you know, who wasn't in the military corps. I mean, in the um, medical corps, you know, you weren't a nurse. You know, you weren't providing care such as that. So now I know that you work for Burke's Women in Crisis. Correct. You are the? Volunteer coordinator. Volunteer coordinator, excellent. So again, helping women. Yes. Predominantly women, yes. I would imagine, right? Uh, yes. You, you, uh, do you help the men too? Yes. Oh, excellent. It's about 85 to 95% of victims of domestic violence and sexual assault are women. So therefore, that's why the agency is called Brooks Women in Crisis. But we do offer services to men as well. Excellent. And now in the, one of the big things is, you know, just before we wrap up, I wanted to, to tell us a little bit about this commander position that you have now. Well, the, the women veterans of Berks County go out to the nursing homes and visit other veteran, female veterans who are there and have no other visitors. We participate in parades. We have monthly meetings and luncheons. Every other month we have a meeting where to actually take care of business. And then the other months we have a speaker. So we're trying to get information out to other women veterans. That could be about services that are available could be about uh, a story that someone may share about their experiences in the military. We have a few veterans who go back to World War II wow. and some into the Korean War. So, so how, how old are they? They're in their 80s then? She's the one I'm particularly thinking of is 90. I think she'll be 91 soon. Wow, she actually great. went to school with my mother. Wow. <laughs> That's great. Small world, yes. Yeah, it's a really small world. And she has a lot of interesting stories to say. To yeah. Tell. So how many women would you say are in the, your command? Oh, we probably have 70 women who are members. We're trying to get more members, but the a lot of the members are either in nursing homes or can't drive, or the, we have a, a couple who are blind. So there's... We don't often get a whole lot at our meetings. So we're trying to encourage more younger people to get involved. And we do have associate members as well. One of our associate members joined because her mother was a World War II vet. Okay. So she has a lot of memorabilia about her experiences, and she likes to go out and speak about her mother's experiences. Excellent. So if if there are any other... uh veterans out there, women veterans, mm-hmm. I would encourage you to get in touch with, with Karen. Karen, give her, how, how would somebody get in touch with you? How would a veteran get in touch with you? Um, probably, I can give him my cell phone number. Yeah, well, you could, I got an idea. I okay. got a great idea. How's that? They could stop in at Avenue for Accessories. Good idea. <laughs> Avenue for Accessories is the other hat that Karen wears. <laughs> Um, on 4 Four West Mr. Lancaster Avenue right. in Shillington. Correct. And this is a great, you talk about a women helping women. This is four, I should, uh, I'll tell you a story here. There's four <laughs> members of Karen's family who have come together, her mom and three sisters. And myself. Mm-hmm. And your son. And myself. And then yourself, so right? So there's four of them. Four sisters and my mother. Oh, five of you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, there's five of them who have come together to start this craft store. 
it, silk scarves, fabric, and crochet handiwork is what the card says. But I would really encourage you to stop in and see the store. But also, if you're a, a woman vet, that would be a great place to make contact with Karen. Um, they do a lot of great work, from what I have heard on mic and off the mic. And I think that um, all of us can really say thank you to you for doing what you do, for leading the way, you know, for us. And way back, no well. offense, but way back when in the 70s. <laughs> um, so I really appreciate you coming to visit me today. All right. Well, thank, thank you, you for having, having me. Thank you very much.